We are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. Good morning, or afternoon, etc. Today, I get to talk to my friend, Lynn-Ann Saperstein. Uh, she started as a retreat junkie, and she's built a business uh, running retreats and training people doing retreats, event planners, event planning around the world. Get excited. Let's do this. All right, Lynn-Ann, what is up? What's up? So great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. I'm super excited. Anytime anyone wants to talk about being nomadic, I get super, super jazzed and I'm like, let's do it. Let's talk about it. I try to get everybody on the road. I want everyone to have a remote <laughs> business. I want everybody traveling because otherwise they sit at their desk complaining about how they're not there or commenting on your Instagram and it's just yeah. like, go buy a flight and go do it. Exactly. I love it. I feel the same way. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about today. And um, if, you, if you're tuning in uh, on the podcast, uh, we're talking about events and retreats and all that kind of stuff. So stick around. This is going to be, this is going to be good. I can feel it. Juicy. <laughs> Super juicy. Well, <laughs> let me ask you, first of all, like, where are you? Why are you there? What's your nomadic story right now? Sure. So I'm in Austin, Texas. Um, I am, I would say semi-nomadic. I'm not 100% right now. Um, I work with a lot of international clients. Um, it also gets very, very, very hot in Texas in the summertime. So we leave for about three months. And typically we're like in Europe and Asia. Um, and for me, I work so much with international clients that it was actually tough if I was based or I was gallivanting like in Africa and I needed to get to South America right away. So I've been based in North America while I've been scaling my business, mm -hmm. um, but I'm getting ready to go back full nomadic at the end of the year. Um, but also part of it is a great way to save money for buying a house. So we're going to be going full nomadic to save money for buy a house. Oh, cool. In Austin or Dallas? Or, sorry, in Austin. In yeah. Austin. Cool. In Austin. Yeah. I've heard such good things about Austin. I've never been there and it's like, it's on the list. Oh, so cool. It's yeah. so cool. Cause you know, I've been bouncing around like, Oh, I love Tel Aviv. Oh, maybe I'll live in Tel Aviv. Or, oh, I love Chile. Maybe I'll live in Santiago. And Austin has just got nature. It's got badass entrepreneurs. It's got great, like, hiking, water. We've got a natural spring. We've got live music. We've got amazing food. So it's, a, it's over the best of all worlds, and it's equal distance from L.A. to New York. I also can get to Mexico really fast. Oh, so, yeah. Complaints. You're no selling complaints. me. It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so you are there and you're thinking about buying a house. Um, I know what you mean. Like I am based in Bangkok. So I, I mean, I'm not like full-time nomadic and some purists might, you know, be like, hey, hey, it's not. A, but I feel like, you know, each person kind of uh, interprets being a nomad the way that they want to. And there's no one way to do it, which is really, really cool. But yeah, you've got to build your business somewhere. And I feel like it's better to do it in one place. Yeah, and I, I was full-time nomadic, like lived out of the backpack, you know, went from crazy climate to different climate. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was doing a lot more like live in working with clients, like working with a client for like three or four months on site. Like I lived in Italy, I lived in Peru, I lived in Bali. Um, and I also, now I have a, a partner, so I travel with him. And so it's also melding our schedules and, and mm -hmm. what works. And so sometimes you know, like I'm going to Belize tomorrow, like he can't go this time, 
sucks for him, right? I'm going for free to believe. I would love for him to come. But uh, yeah, it's, it's like always letting your life in the cycle. I was one of the first female nomads. There wasn't a ton of them. There was a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. And I saw them doing it. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. And you know, like Natalie Zissin, suitcase entrepreneur, she yeah. went out and she was one of the first women. And she was one of my first mentors. I was like, how do you do this? Like, this is my dream life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's fun to do go on the road if you can, if you can keep that up. I need, I need my routine. I love my health, like my healthy foods. I like yeah. miss chia seeds, like weird things like that. So it was good for me to like be able to come back to New York or come back to California and now come back to Austin and kind of revamp, re, re-up and then go on back on another trip. Yeah, totally get you. That's funny you mentioned Nat because she's actually, I'm interviewing her tomorrow for the podcast. It was supposed to be today. She was scheduled for tomorrow. That's funny. Um, I love Tell her. Tell say hello. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, I mean, let's jump right into the, the planning of retreats. How did you get into, um, I guess, how did you get started into that? And, and I'm going to ask you tons of questions because I definitely want to figure out how to yeah. run a retreat and, or how to run an event. Yeah. So, so there's sort of two pieces to it for me. One is that I love marketing. That's what I do. I have a 360 marketing agency and my team is all remote. My team is all over the world. Um, my team is almost all female. So I, I love that. And so marketing is my love language. I love teaching marketing. Um, so I had, I'm really into personal growth too. A lot of nomads are, you know, they're trying to better themselves. They're trying to live this um, you know, ideal life. What is my purpose? Who am I? All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing a lot of those and I was a bit of what you call a retreat junkie of spending a lot of my money going to these things. Mm-hmm. And one of the coaches that I worked with, I actually helped them put on their event in Costa Rica a few times for a few years. And they were like, you should really do your own retreat. And I was like, what are you talking about? You guys are crazy. But this is like the, the secret sauce. A lot of you guys should be doing retreats, but it maybe has never crossed your mind. Mm-hmm. Or someone in your community is like, oh, we'd love to meet you in person, mm-hmm. right? Because you're often wherever. And it was actually perfect because I was nomadic then. And a lot of people were commenting on my Instagram and on my social media and on my blog saying, oh my God, I wish I was there. And I said, well, what if I had an event where y'all could join me? And we could all be in this really cool, epic place together. And also because I was a little lonely. I'm not going to lie about it. And so the first one I did was in Costa Rica because I know Costa Rica really well. And I had been working with a yoga retreat center there. So one of my consulting clients was this epic retreat center on the beach. And so it was like a twofer for me. But you'd be surprised how easy it is to work with a venue. Um, so when you're on your travels, look for that great hostel that's got like a yoga deck or has a great space, you know, to do some kind of fire circle or whatever it is that you're into, you know, we've seen like martial arts, meditation, yoga, um, any kind of personal growth, sexuality, tantra, uh, you know, and even workshops on being a nomad on running a business online, Mm -hmm. you know, coding, building a website, starting an e-commerce business. There's every kind of live event and people are looking to get out from behind their info products and their group programs and meet in person and actually have that connection. So the way it launched was through my social media. Um, you know, I launched it to my followers and we sold out the first year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I built the formulas. Uh, it does cost a little bit of money up front. So you got to have a little bit of money in your pocket, um, but you can do a pre-sale. Uh, I'm a huge fan of pre-sales. Yeah. Uh, if you have any following, even if it's like a hundred people on your email list or a hundred people on your social media, 
you can say, hey, we're going to do this epic event. I'm only going to give two tickets or one ticket or three tickets out at this very super low price. It's actually basically the lowest you can charge. Mm -hmm. You sell them, you take that cash, you pay that for your deposit, for your venue, Mm -hmm. for your flight to get there, whatever it is, and you go to town and you sell the shit out of it. And um, we have a Facebook group. You guys can join it. It's called Experience Creators, but I love helping epic people host an event. Um, And it's not for everybody, but most of the people who feel drawn and called toward it they can do it. Um, and there's so many different ways you can do it. It can be a one day event, a three day event, a seven day event, you know, a yoga, a yoga teacher training is a 30 day event. You make a lot of money very, very quickly. Mm. Depending on who you are, depending on what kind of nomad you are, depending on what your niche is. Wow. So ask me questions. Cause I just said a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm like processing. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, as I said before, you know, all this stuff, this, this podcast is a thinly veiled way for me to like meet people and find out how to do things. Um, so I, re- I really just want to ask like for myself, I feel, I mean, there's a lot of excuses that this is perfect because there's a lot of excuses that come up for like everyone and I'm included in that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no one's going to pay to like fly out to Thailand. Do you know what I mean? Like flights are expensive. Yes, they will. Are, like, yes, they will. It's so ridiculous. I've had people buy tickets the day before my event when, you know, when the ticket is like three times, four times the price and they just want to go. Yeah. I've had people buy tickets to my retreats who've never met me, Mm -hmm. who maybe have never even read a blog post about me. Mm -hmm. They just read the sales page and were like, I need to go on this. Right. Right. I had one girl see me on the retreat center's website and just, that was the week she had off work. And then she was super inspired by entrepreneurship and like went and started her own. She was a lawyer, started her own law firm, mm. you know? That's so awesome. you, you never know how you're going to fill it up. You just have to, I, I always say the first step is, is to decide and say, yeah. hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's funny. Like, cause these excuses always come into my head, you know, like, I, you know, like every human, these things pop in. Yeah. And so I would, shoo them away or whatever and it's cool that you're doing it for me because I'm like oh this is great it's like a live I'm like yeah um yeah okay so if people can fly so it's interesting you mentioned sales pages I just talked to someone about copywriting and um do you have is it someone on your team that does copywriting that's like because marketing is such a big part of this whole thing we have, we have a couple copywriters on our team and we actually have like a retreat marketing package that we, we sell to people. If you guys are interested, you can reach out about it. Mm. But I think, you know, the, the key is if you're, if you're at all studying online business, you're reading about conversion. Mm-hmm. How does you, how do you take someone from just like they landed on your page because whether they clicked on the ad or the article or whatever, mm-hmm. and how do you turn them into a lead? Like, how do you, you know, build that no like, and trust and how do you, you know, pique their interest. And so, you know, it's those pull questions. It's, mm-hmm. are you looking for this, this, and this, you know, it's a great video. We're finding video marketing huge in this space. You can buy stock video. If you've never hosted an event before, mm-hmm. there's great stock video in Bali and Australia. Um, and I've seen it work for clients. You know, it's, if you have a clear vision of what it is that you want to host, that's pretty much all you need. Like, so my event is called Trailblazers Retreat. And for me, it was an entrepreneur immersion experience. It was because I was traveling and working and I never really actually had a vacation. And I never had a vacation with really epic people. Because the problem is I would be at like a hostel and I'd be with some like, okay, people. 
but not people who were like high vibe, who were like going to inspire me, who were ambitious. And I was like, hey, if you want to go to an epic place with epic people, with like amazing speakers that basically are never in the same room together, this is a super intimate thing. Like we never went over 40. You basically can have one-on-one time with everyone, one-on-one time with the speakers, one-on-one time with me. Um, Like if you want to completely revolutionize your life and your business, come. And people would sign up. That's left awesome. and right. But it was because I was clear that this is what I wanted to build mm. and that, and I tested it and made sure that my audience like wanted it. That's what a pre-sale can do too. So if you do a pre-sale and people don't buy, then your event probably is not going to get off the ground. And so you can, no, and I've done it. And people make, I tell people this, I'm like the events that I have canceled and never, you know, happened. Yeah. Nobody noticed because the pre-sales didn't go through and I just put them to the yeah. side and, went on to create something new. I love that you said that because it's so when people are building these things, like how many I've built 20 plus businesses that no one's ever known about. Do you know what I mean? Cause they were so <laughs> crap and I, and I'm not freaking advertising it. You know, I'm like, Oh, that was, let's never talk about that again. But people always think that when you just try something, it just works and that's it. And it's amazing. And, and you know, and so it's really cool that you said that there's stuff that you've tried that hasn't worked. Um, oh yeah, destinations that nobody likes. Yeah. Some topics, some some speaker combos that were a little funky, and you just okay, try something new. Yeah, got to keep exactly. innovating. You got to keep trying to make it magnetic. And then once you hit your stride, you know I've had people you know run the same kind of event year in year out. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a way to support your traveling, mm-hmm. right? This is a way to if you discovered this amazing island in the Philippines and you want to Instagram the shit out of it. And you want to take them to this cave and this waterfall and you've got this great boat guy and you put, and basically you're selling this experience that you had. So if you have something like that, that was like, like, it's your favorite story to tell. It's your most memorable thing. Or maybe you're, if you're a brand new nomad, maybe you're going to look for those experiences or maybe you want to bring people along to go create those type of experiences with you. I always say, be careful when you're going somewhere you've never been before. Uh, but as long as you have someone there to help you, because uh, I did an event in Croatia before I had been to Croatia and it was a little tricky. We had some bumps in the road and we made it work. But like, I always was like, maybe I should have gone here before. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I feel like you have to be like super, I don't know. I guess crazy. Well, I wanted to host in Italy and I couldn't find something I liked in Italy. So I was like, Oh, it's across the water, but Croatia is so different than Italy. Yeah. And it's way more beautiful in my opinion. Um, cheaper, way cheaper. So much cheaper. Yeah. Hmm. It's so beautiful too. I haven't spent too much time there. Um, my friend Amar Ghosh does a volcano retreats in, um, in Italy. So like it's such oh, nice. a weird concept, but like you said, like everything works. I mean, he's selling out these, these, uh, retreats. So let's take a step back a little bit and like what, before you're selling them, before you're pre-selling them, how do you build two parts? Actually, I have two questions. How do you tell a story in a way that people are like, holy crap, I need to go there. And how do you build or foster that community that you can then pitch to? Like, what are your strategies for that? So I'm going to answer the second one first Mm. because community, community is one of my secret superpowers. Um, You know, we have, we're in this age of Facebook groups, like such a powerful space. So if you've got a book or you did a a summit or a podcast and you've got a community of people are following you, 
cultivate that community, you know, be engaged with them because you could easily sell to that audience. Um, and if you haven't taken your social media followers and put them in a Facebook group or in some kind of forum, I highly re recommend that you do so. So you can start to have one-on-one -on -one contact with them because this is a, where you can say, hey, um, I just found this epic place in Hawaii. Who wants to join me? And you see who who likes it and comments. I mean, you can just do it in your social, but if there's someone who you're interacting with on a regular basis, that can be really powerful. Um, and any kind of list building activity. I don't know if you've talked about that on your podcast, um, whether it's a summit or a podcast, um, you know, any kind of guest posting on other people's sites or like medium just to get more Twitter followers and more people following you on Facebook, um, getting yourself out there in places where people are already assembled who would love you would love whatever it is you're talking about. And then you're starting to build followers. Um, and then back to the first question, which is like, you know, how do you even put together an event? This is something that's actually really close to my heart because I often say that the, the best entrepreneurs are the people that like feel the world more intensely than other people. Like we feel when something is wrong, when we feel something's missing, mm. we feel like we feel like innovation. Like, why is this, doesn't this exist? You know, we like, who, who needs to go fill this? So for me, um, I, I, I think I was one of the first people who was hosting entrepreneur retreats because I was like, like I said, I was lonely on the road. There were people I knew who wanted to travel, who wanted to be nomadic, but they needed this extra push. They needed this first little springboard into the lifestyle. Like, can I do it? Well, mm -hmm. Lynn has been doing it. Can I hang out with her for a week in Costa Rica or in Bali or in Mexico or, you know, in Peru and, and see if it fits for me. And then a lot of them did that. They took that trip and then went somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. And it was a business retreat. So we were talking about how to have a nomadic business, but go in your heart. And what's the thing that you wish existed? What is the thing that you wish somebody had created for you mm. when you were struggling that maybe you in some way created for yourself just because you had to, um, or something you, you also hear that your audience or your followers talking about a lot. So, you know, when I first hosted in Bali, I actually had no desire to host in Bali. Like I like going there. I didn't think it was like my people's, but they would, they were like, Oh my God, Bali's so cool. And like, all the yoga and juicing and all this stuff. And they're like, it's like, okay, then I'll, I'll host, I'll find a place in Bali. So I went to Bali with one of my friends. We drove around a motorbike, went to all these retreat centers and we found the cool place, but it's listening and it's feeling. And mm -hmm. I think that's the secret. And then going and testing and tracking, right. Testing the presale, yeah. testing a concept and mm -hmm. seeing, you know, doing that social media post. Hey, who wants to hang out with me? in South Africa next, next summer, you know, me, me, me. Okay. Send me your email, you know, and then making it happen. Mm. Awesome. Well, um, what about from like, if we take a step forward to the, the actual um, logistics, what are the, what's the checklist that you got of things you need to think about when planning a retreat? I guess. Oh maybe my gosh. So many, so lot, many things. Maybe things to watch out yeah. for. Um, watch out for if you, you charge a certain amount, hopefully you're charging at least two times the cost for your, um, for your ticket. And sometimes you can charge a little bit more. Um, make sure you save the money you have to pay the <laughs> retreat center. Cause a lot of them, you don't have to pay until right before the Airbnb, right? You don't have to pay until after you're done with your stay. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're, 
saving that money because these are much bigger than we're used to. These are hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. You know, like I remember my first retreat, I was like, Oh wait, I owe you $8,000. Fuck. Where's that money? You know, like, so making sure you have that money saved away and it's ready and it's, it's saved. Um, you know, and thinking about the small luxuries that you can take care of for people, like, you know, giving them, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is about how much the Uber would cost or, if it's farther away, setting up the shuttles and then, you know, either they pay you or you include it in the cost, um, knowing the place, you know, if, 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 oh, there's an ATM right by the luggage terminal so you can get your, get your cash so you can tip the hotel guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. So giving those kind of, um, like secret traveler tips that maybe cause you are a well-traveled person or a new nomad, you know what you're doing but sharing that with other people and taking really good care of them is amazing. And then I always say um, for planning out the content for a retreat, start at the end. Um, where do you want them to be? How do you want them to like feel? What kind of epic shit do you want to happen at the end? Like, what are they saying at the end? Like, this was the best experience of my life or whatever they're saying. And then how do, how do you go step-by-step step backwards to how do you get that result? You know, Oh, it's, I have to have, you know, oh, we have to do that hike or we, oh, we have to ha- do this, this meditation or we have to do yoga on that deck at sunrise, you know, and I'll wake everyone up. I'll be like, you got to do sunrise meditation with me. And then everyone's there doing it. Like, this is the best thing. And then all the mm-hmm. monkeys come out, you know, and they're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. But they, it's because they trusted you. So you have to like, sort of think it through in its detail and visualize it in your mind. I think that's a huge piece of the marketing that a lot of people don't talk about. See the people on the retreat and then you'll sell the spots. Hmm. Awesome. That's really good info. Um, lots of stuff churning over here. Uh, so, so let's move, let's move to the, um, I even, I forgot about the time. Let's move to the quick fire round. If you're ready. Woo. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, what is your favorite book? Slash favorite genre, if you don't know your favorite book. Um, I love personal growth. Uh, so, but my favorite book is The Book of Secrets by Deepak Chopra. Wow. Cool. It's, it's okay. one of those books you can like open and it's like, it tells you, it's like the oracle for your life. It tells you what you need right in that moment. Awesome. I love those ones. Um, that will be in the show notes for those of you who are listening. Um, what is a cause that you care about in the world? Um, uh, like sustainability and ecotourism and, uh, leaving a smaller footprint. Um, even though we're travelers trying to be as carbon neutral as possible. Mm. Uh, It's not a cause. There's a lot of different places doing that. So yeah, no, it's it's something you care about. Yeah. Um, what's your best, one of your best travel memories? So many, um, uh, I loved um, being in Israel. Um, I I randomly ended up there with a client and I went just the weekend in Jerusalem and it was just like, they call it Holy Land for a reason, but it was just like so mind blowing, like all these different cultures and the foods and these ancient buildings. And it was just so cool in the little markets and yeah, I could wander forever. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what uh, is that different than your favorite country to nomad in? My favorite country to nomad in, 
there's a lot of them. I love Turkey and it's so underrated and a lot of people don't know how amazing it is and how nice the Turkish people are. And like the hammam, the baths are, the bathhouses are cheap and amazing. And Mm. there's like these, um, oh, like, oh, so much culture. And then the beaches are fantastic and you can like travel down the coast and there's boating tours that are super cheap and you're super close to the Greek islands. Uh, probably Turkey is my favorite, but I, I love Central and South America because it's more like a, I like backpacking there more than I like Europe. Hmm. Um, do you have any must-pack items that are maybe slightly unusual? It's, it's actually all on the floor. Um, so I have, <laughs> a roost, uh, I have a Roost laptop stand oh, that yeah. I, don't, I can't work anywhere without. I have my earbuds that I'm obsessed with now because I used to just tangle cords yeah um and actually I bring it's called a vegetti and I know it sounds like a sex toy but it's not um because I I try to eat uh like low carb or even gluten-free if I can and so if I can find a zucchini or a carrot I can make uh, spiralized noodles it's like super small and they sell them at the pharmacy stores here in the U.S. and I love it (laughs) that's a really cool one I like that a lot um yeah hopefully my assistant can find the link for that we can have like a we can have a link for one of those that's cool um yeah all right what uh what advice do you have for someone who's thinking about um i i don't know there's two parts of this i usually ask uh about if they're thinking about being a nomad which you should feel free to ask but if but maybe if someone's thinking about starting a retreat but it's overwhelming that might be a better mm-hmm. question for you. So what advice do you have in either of those situations? Well, I'm going to answer both because I can yeah. answer the nomad one really quick. If you're mm-hmm. thinking about it, just go do it. Do a test, do one trip, do a week, do a weekend, just go and see if you can work, if you can live, if you can exist and, and, and start to you know play with it in your head. Could I do this full time and start plugging into the nomad communities like you already are on this podcast, Facebook groups, um, read the blogs, you know, read Beck's blogs, because the thing is, it's so much easier than, than you think it is. Like yeah. you're ma- probably making it more complicated and you're making it harder in your mind. And so that sort of segues into the retreat thing. If you, where there's a will, there's a way. And if it's, it's something you really want to do and you want to try it, you should do it. And you can do it small, right? You can do it just for four or five people and watch it grow. Um, and you can also just do kind of like a test trip where you invite some friends and then you can take some pictures and video and create some content and then sell it properly. Maybe just have your friends pay costs and you pay for yourself. Um, but go and say, yes. I mean, that's the first step. I, I have a, a method and I say the first step is deciding and saying, yes, I'm going to do this and putting your whole self into it. And once you do that, you really, you, you can't go wrong. You'll be a success. It's when you have one foot in and one foot out that things fall apart. Genius. I really like that. Um, and as far as the retreats, or is that the, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just that, you know, like go for it, go for it. And if you have a ton of doubts, maybe write them down, like just give them a voice. Don't, don't stifle them. Um, and, maybe pl- play that game. I think it's Tim Ferriss has it. Um, what does he call it? It's like fear. 
fear scaling or something like that, but you basically go, okay, if, if, if I lost all the money on this, well, what was the worst, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. And the thing is you're not dead, you know, maybe you're, and I've, and I've, and I've had events that weren't successful, unfortunately, but then it gave me even more fire in the next one to make that money back. And I usually did. Uh, so, you know, just what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. And, and if you show up, like I often say live events, you know, retreats, um, you're going to go through the transformation first. So it might be rough for you. Mm-hmm. If you're going to really be holding this space for people to have this crazy life changing, you know, if you're doing yoga or martial arts, whatever it is, you know, even if it's um, a business retreat, people are going to change their mind. They're going to shift the way they look at the world. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it first. And so get ready. And if that's yeah. something that sounds exciting to you, just like jump, the net will appear. You'll build the wings to fly. I love all it. those things just do it (laughs) yeah I would say like you can't um you know you can't take your bank account to the next level without taking yourself to the next level you're responsible for you know you have to be that kind of person that would do xyz thing that you want to do before you can actually well you have to where you are it (laughs) that makes sense yeah well um you know, they, they say fake it till you make it, but I say faith it until you make it. Like believe yes. in yourself, believe you can do it. And yeah. then you've done it. Mm-hmm. You know, once uh, my, my one uh, mentor says once um, impossible now, like now it's like nothing. Yeah. yeah now exactly. it's so easy. Now it's like, how could that have ever been impossible to me? Uh-huh. Yeah, I totally hear you. Um, all right. Well, like, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Where will people be able to connect with you, learn more about you, work with you? Sure. So our website is theexperienceexperts.com. Like I said, we have a 360 marketing agency. We work mostly with boutique hotels and resorts, but we also work with vineyards and retreat centers and everything in between. Um, We're always looking for referrals. We're also, I'm always looking to hire. So if you're a great copywriter, graphic designer, coder, um, reach out. I'm on all the social medias. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Reach out. I'd love to connect. I'm actually really accessible. And, you know, I meet, I'm, I've met people who've listened to podcasts. I've been on like in Bangkok, in, in Taiwan, just like wherever you are. Let's go to drink, drinks or go to dinner. Let's hang out. Let's meet up. You know, let's share stories. Cool. Love it. Lynn, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.